Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Making Stuff Better podcast, where we aim to share knowledge and learning and spark curiosity in improving the health and care experienced by the people of Leeds. This is within the context of local care partnerships, which is the term used in Leeds to describe our model of joined up working to deliver local care for local people. Local care partnerships recognise that decisions made locally about people should involve the local community. Local care partnerships cover the whole of Leeds, one for every person, and build on the strengths and extensive history of collaboration in the city to realise some of the most exciting, person-centred transformations in health and care. Each local care partnership includes statutory organisations such as Leeds Community Health Care Trust, General Practice and the Leeds and York Partnership Foundation Trust. They also include representation from the third sector and community groups, elected members, alongside local people and tailored to the local need and the features of that particular community. But why should we do this? Well, it's the right thing to do. George Winder, a GP at Oakwood Lane Surgery, wants to make the easiest thing the right thing to do. This isn't always about creating new services. This is very much about identifying and working with the community assets that we find across the city, recognising that the population of each local care partnership is different and requires different ways to tackle health inequalities and the impact of the wider social determinants on the people in that place. This podcast will aim to hear from a diverse range of voices from across the city and we will explore why our guests are working in and with their communities. My name is Graham Hyde and I am the host of this podcast. Our guest for this episode is Fran Etherington from the old fire station in Gipton, which has been renovated into a community hub, providing a base for several local charities, along with rooms available to hire a cookery school and a cafe for all of the community to enjoy. And I can personally recommend the cafe for coffee, sausage butties and a great place to sit and work and speak to people. So welcome, Fran. Hi Graham, thank you and thank you for that nice introduction and uh, for using the cafe and eating our butties, yes. Absolutely, you're very welcome. So first of all, um, I'd like to explore what your role is at the old fire station and what do you think that building means to the local community and, and what is the local community that you serve? Um, my job role title is development manager, which I think basically means um, a bit of everything. My, my sort of aim in life is to make sure that the, um, the project as a whole is meeting its target. So what we set out to do at the beginning, are we, are we doing that? So that's both financially and from a, a community and uh, social support angle. Um, the project itself was originally designed um, as a, as a gift to the people of East Leeds. It's funded by a gentleman called Jimmy Heseldon, who passed away about five years ago and left a sum of money in his will, which was to be spent on something for the people of East Leeds. And so the old fire station is, is that um, legacy fund. So we see ourselves very much as being um, here for people in East Leeds. We've done quite a lot of work and and indeed want to do more of asking people what what do you want what would you like to see going on here that's really important to us so for example projects like our cinema nights and car boot sales 
have all come out of talking to people in the area who said we want things to do, we want stuff like that, we want somewhere to go. And so we've, we've very much sort of responded to that. So we are really designed to be um, a project that is here for the people in the area, here supporting the people in the area, as, as, as people will know, Gipton is um, a very, um, I use the word, it's a very deprived area of Leeds, but I can tell you, having worked here for the last um, four years, it's also a very special area of Leeds. The sense of community and the strength of that community and how strongly people feel about loving living in Gipton is a, is a wonderful thing and, and I think should really be celebrated. So whilst I think if you go across the city, you know, maybe Gipton doesn't have a particularly good name, um, a lot of that is a falsehood and, yeah. and really people need to look beyond the um, headlines in the newspapers. Um, so we're, we're really here to do that. So part, part of the way that we do that is to have, um, we rent out office space to charities so part of the income to mean that we um, are totally self-sustaining is that we have um, six organisations in the building who are based here. So um, Space2, Zest, Health for Life, Leeds Cookery School, People in Action, Gipsall, Healthwatch and Slate run our cafe. Um, I didn't add those up as I was saying that, that may well be more than six, but um, they, they're based in the building and rent office space from us um, but that really means that our opportunity to be um, to work in partnership and to um, really be you know a sort of spider's web of connections and support to the whole community and to wider Leeds as well but the heart of what everybody is doing is here in East Leeds. I like I like that analogy of that spider's web of connections I think that's great um, it depends and, how you feel about spiders a bit, doesn't it? Because that could be quite creepy, but that indeed. network of arms yeah. going out and doing things and supporting people. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So tell me a bit more about how how do you know what the how important that building and that project is to the local community? You know, how do you how do you engage with with the local people? Um, really by being in contact with as many groups in the area as we can be, which is partly why the um, local care partnership is really important to us. But again, part of my job role is to get out there and, and be part of as many groups, attend meetings, um, network as much as I can so that we're really getting in front of as many people as possible. And that can be everything from a, um, a parent teacher association at a school, um, a church group, um, all the way through to, you know, larger organisations such as the um, care partnership. So really, I, I think the only way to find out what people need and what people think of us is to ask them. Um, you shouldn't really ever assume that uh, people understand what you're doing or understand what you're there for. And so we're, we're kind of, you have to be quite brave, I think, and ask that question. So we do. Um, we um, make it really easy for people to give us feedback, um, any events and activities that we do. We have all the sort of feedback on uh, Google Business and uh, all our social media sites. And we really take notice of what people are saying. Yeah. Um, 
we've been out and about and done questionnaires at things like the Gibson Gala and, and, and projects like that so that we can really just directly ask people, how are we doing? Do you know about us? What do you want? And obviously there are still loads of people who don't know anything about the old fire station. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, there's still plenty of work to be done around that. But I, I feel as if now, um, nearly four years into the project, we're really getting a handle on um, people understanding what we're here for and, and, and hearing what, what people are saying about us. Yeah. Cool. Brilliant. So, so this podcast is about um, local care partnerships and, and working in a, in, in a collaboration around populations. So could you tell me a bit more about why you, the old fire station, your role is involved in in your local care partnership which one or which ones you're interested in or involved in um and what benefits do you see to a local care partnership it's been a brilliant um thing to be part of i have to say um i was encouraged to um join the york road local care partnership so that's the one that we're really we're part of because that's that's the uh, the care partnership that we sit within as it were um, and I think um, I think when I joined, it was still a relatively new care partnership. I don't have to say I don't know much about the history of them, but it's a relatively new project. And so they were still sort of exploring how how um, everyone might work together. And I think it's been really fascinating to see how, as we've all started to understand each other, when I'm saying we, I suppose I'm meaning sort of like third sector groups and the, the um, NHS um, care partnership um, teams. And I think as we've really all started to understand how we all work and, and what we're all trying to achieve, it's been really exciting to see what a great partnership that is when we when we work together. Um, in a sense, we're all trying to achieve the same thing. We're all trying to support the health and well-being of the people who live in the area. At heart, that is what everybody is doing. Um, the people in this building, the people in the um, NHS groups. Um, and so it's it's been just brilliant to see that start to unfold. I think the the sort of first project that we've done that has really that I've seen that's really been involving that has been the um, pop up meals project that we're we've just started running. Yeah, yeah. As a partnership, um, a group of us within the York Road Local Care Partnership um, applied for funding from West Yorkshire and Harrogate Healthcare Partnership who were sending out grants to do with COVID prevention and support. Yeah. And our idea really was around um, this sense that if you can get people to sit down together and eat a meal together, you have um, better conversations and perhaps more relaxed conversations where people are, are more able to really say how they're feeling and what's going on. And so we're running a series of pop-up meals which organisations can invite um, their, um, their, the people who use their services, the people that they're supporting, they can invite them to these meals, um, up to eight people at a time. And really the idea is that they, they choose the people who have suffered the most through the pandemic. So people who are either A, particularly isolated by it and really needing help to get out and about again, people who've been through particular you know, difficulties through this, really affected badly by it, and people who are just feeling really anxious about the whole scenario and, and coming out. And the idea is you get those people together in a room, um, 
really nice safe environment it's one of the things that people say the most about the old fire station how safe it feels and what a what a lovely environment it is to be in um so to come to that meal sit down eat some lovely food just have a chat but the the people from that organization are in the room with those folk and can really hear how they are and then start to really target some support directly to them put them in touch with other people that might be useful to them. And so the, the project itself is a really good example of what happens when people work together and what happens you know, through a local care partnership where you get all of those different organisations and levels of organisations working together to do one thing. And I think we've had about five of them so far. They're in various different locations, not always at the old fire station so that um, really, that I guess that's why we call them pop-up meals. It can be anywhere within the York Road um, area. Um, and they're going really well. We're getting really good feedback from them. People seem to be really enjoying them. And I think they, the results of them seem to be what we were hoping they would be, that it, it's really helping people to come out, to get those conversations going, and for the organisations to provide you know, really targeted support. Mm. And do you see that sort of that support as... I don't know it's it's sort of a, a slightly sort of stealthy approach to to helping people so you know we're getting people in to have a hot meal and just that listening and 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 identifying in a proactive way some bits of support that people might need that that they might not come forward to in if they didn't have that you know you're creating the conditions for them to sort of talk about some support that they might need uh, I think that that proactive, um, that move to that proactive care and support is is a really interesting way of doing it. Um, so, definitely, hats off to you. Um, so, so when did these pop up meals start? Was oh, it, it no. recently. Yeah, only recently because, of course, we were scuppered by um, all the restrictions on and restrictions off and what was going on. So I think originally we were supposed to start in January. We obviously didn't start in January. And I think it wasn't till April that we actually got them got them going. As yeah. soon as we were able to have enough people in a room um, under the sort of guideline, that, which is around um, supporting people's well-being, um, as soon as we were able to do that, um, we started doing them. So not been going for very long, um, but we, the funding is is there really for them to run throughout all of this year. So um, we're really looking for people who think that that might be a really useful thing for their organisation to get in touch with us and we can uh, sort out a date for them and sort out a location for them. Yeah. Right. And what, so when, when your various organisations are identifying these people to attend, what are they, are they young people? Are they older people? What's the sort of the they could the be any age. They could be any age, and indeed they have been. I think we have had everything through from groups of um, very sort of clinically vulnerable folk coming in, people who um, are a completely different age group who were um, agoraphobic and really anxious about coming out. And I think there's been a group of um, young mums who've been in as well. So I don't think they had their kids with them. Um, but, you know, there's just that sort of thing about people being isolated and needing just to sit down and talk together. And I think, like you were saying, this stealth approach is a really useful one. Generally, if you directly ask someone, how are you? They're like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah, everything's yeah. fine. 
And it's not until later on in a conversation, if you've got time to have it, that they might say, well, you know, actually, that's not so good. And I could really do with some help or this was really, really terrible and I'm not quite sure what to do about it. So, you know, I, th I think there it's a useful thing for all ages, um, all kinds of people. And I think that's really where we're asking the organisations in the area. You, you know who those people are. So you're, you're the ones who can identify that. Um, so it's sort of at heart is asking people to really sort of uh, think about who would benefit the most from coming. And indeed, we, we have said to people, it's not a one off thing. You could come three or four times over the over the year and have the pop up meal um, a number of times. So you can really build that conversation and really build that relationship with those people in a completely different way to how you might be normally seeing them. Um, I mean, for example, in a doctor's surgery, I think that's quite often quite a, a tense environment. It's going to be a completely different conversation if you're sitting having bangers and mash that yeah. uh, the cafe have made. You know, absolutely. No, I think it's I think it's a great idea. Um, I think it's brilliant. So, where do you? So, do you see this as a as something that will just become uh, a thing? What happens when you know these these funding pots of money tend to be a bit short term what what do you see the future of this if it, because what you're telling me is it's it's working how can we how can we make that a thing in leeds and you know how can we spread that around around the city yeah i think i mean we're evaluating it as we go along and like i say because of the restrictions we, it, it's still relatively new but but seemingly very successful and I think that it would be something that as we come towards the end of the funding, you know, I guess it'll be towards the end of this year, um, we, we'd be looking at how we could sustain that and grow that. I'd certainly think that it'd be something that'd be worth exploring in other local care partnerships across the city. Um, and, it, and it will be, as so many things are, it will come down to having some funding to be able to um, deliver it. Um, we, you could, and we, we do charge a sort of nominal fee if people are able to pay it. Um, so you could charge something for it, um, which I think would make it sustainable, which perhaps the organisations involved might be able to source some funding to be able to do that. But I think it would certainly be something that would be worth exploring a larger piece of funding to be able to deliver it um, citywide. There would certainly be um, you know, funding bodies that would have the... Um, the wherewithal to be able to support something like that. So I think as it as it grows and as we're able to really provide some really good um, feedback and evaluation, it'll be something that'll be worth exploring and, and expanding. Yeah, definitely. Sounds good to me. Um, OK, so I wondered if we could think about. So this could be specifically to this particular project or local care partnerships in general or, or the city of Leeds. So big question, I suppose. Um, what would be what would be better if in your in your world of, of collaboration and local care partnerships, what what would be better if? I think most definitely for people to join in, get involved. Don't sit on the edge of things. Think about how how could you help? How could your organisation help? Just join in, get in there. Um, I, I I think that it things work when people get together, get their heads together. The more that people think, you know, um, they're going to have something to offer to whatever group it is, whatever thing is being set up. Um, don't sit and sort of think, oh, that's not really for us. That's 
you know, we won't have anything to offer there, right? there's nothing I can say, get involved. I think you'd be amazed how useful everybody is. It's um, the, the strength of partnership working is just amazing. We, we've seen this so clearly here in the building. You get six organisations in one building where you're seeing each other on an almost daily basis. You go and sit in the cafe, the number of conversations you'll have with people that are, you know, like those sort of Columbo conversations where it's like, oh, yes, no, I was just going to ask you about that. And something amazing will come from it. And so I think um, we've all discovered in this building here that we're so much stronger working together on so many different levels, just having that support from other people who are doing the same thing as you and so have got the same problems and same anxieties as you. The same things keep us all awake at night, I would say, in this building. Yeah. Um, and so even if you're having a conversation with someone about you know something that's worrying you, that, that's useful. But the strength of working together to deliver projects is just wonderful. And I think that that's quite an unusual thing still for people to be brave enough to say, we won't just keep that to ourselves and do it ourselves. We'll join with other people and work together. And I think really for people to join in and and step forwards and really work together would be my would be my um, main main message. Yeah, that would be better if everybody did that. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Stronger working together. Yeah, mm. I, I totally agree with you on that one. Fabulous. Um, OK, so we're going to we're going to wrap up now, but uh, I have asked you for your big to have a think about your big question for our um, listenership or whatever you want to call people who subscribe to podcasts. <laughs> so, Fran, tell us what your big question is that we're going to leave our listeners with from this podcast. If not now, when? Absolutely spot on. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yes. I'm a great believer in, I mean, anyone who knows me that I am slightly, uh, I'll crash in and, and crack on with things. I'm the person who, if you give me a shed to build, I won't read the instructions, I'll just build it. And, yeah. you know, it's a shed, you'll be able to use it, it's fine. Yes. And so recognising I maybe ought to read the instructions is something that I have to learn and think about quite a lot. But I'm still, I... People put up so many barriers to things happening and so many meetings and so much discussion and so much round and round and round and round. Get on with things, get it done, get it sorted. So if not now, when? Brilliant. OK, Fran, that's superb. Thank you. Um, and we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for your time. No worries. Thank you.